0: Hello and welcome on back to Embracing Your Energy. I am Jen Murphy and we have a fun episode today. This one is all about how to build your dream life and it's an easy five-step process and we're basically going to be tackling all those excuses that keep replaying on repeat in your mind where you are starting to validate being like, okay, yep, I hear you. Let me just not do it when really that might just be your ego stepping in and acting as your intuition. So it's an easy five steps. We're going to go straight through it. I kind of built this list based off of how I've gotten to where I am right now. And I feel like I'm also at a point right now where I need to do it again I feel like I reached the point that I was trying to get to. And now that I'm here, I'm like, okay, like this is actually my dream life. And I think that happens quite a bit is we have this vision of where we want to go. And when we're almost there or when we're close to getting there, we're able to really start to see even clearer and see things we didn't even know were possible or in existence. And we start to shift. So I just wanna point that out that as you're building your dream life, things might start to shift. So that is why you're supposed to surrender to the plan. Because if you don't surrender to the plan, you're trying to build out this pathway or this roadmap, when in reality, this roadmap is just another mask that you are trying to fit into. You create it based off of the tools and resources you have available to you at this moment. But really to reach that top level new life, you need resources and experiences and lessons that you haven't even like heard of yet. So we just want to go on with the flow of the universe and allow it to just build on itself to create this dream life that is even better than the dream life you currently can't imagine. So there's five simple steps. The first one is identify your go-to excuses. Then I want you to challenge the validity of your excuses Number three is reframe excuses as opportunities. Number four is create a realistic action plan. And number five is build a support system. So I really want to dive into each of these steps to help you understand better Where you're going when you get to that level. Because if you're listening right now, you might be currently at step one where you're identifying your go to excuses. However, you may have been on your healing journey for quite a while now. And maybe you're like, I know my excuses, I know my limiting beliefs, but I don't know how to overcome them. So you might skip to like step two or three. So, based on where you're at, and I do think this is an easy framework that always applies, like I just said. I feel like I'm back at the top of figuring out my current excuses of why I can't show up myself to this other life that I'm envisioning for myself because I have this was the life the life I'm currently living out of the classroom just going in a few times a week having a podcast my own business this was the life that I dreamed of. Like three years ago, I could not envision myself sitting here literally right now. I'm sitting in my bedroom on a meditation pillow talking to you through a microphone, watching the snow fall out the window and I have a warm cup of coffee like and it's been just like a lazy slow day for me. And it's been like amazing. And three years ago, I could not imagine this happening right now. It's a Tuesday that I'm recording. And to think a Tuesday at 2.48, I would be sitting here recording a podcast episode is just wild to me. Like I thought this was impossible to achieve and here I am. But with that, I'm starting to get very comfortable in this stage, and comfort is a good thing. Sometimes it's great to be in the comfort stage, like you did so much work to get there. Allow yourself to absorb and like soak it all in, but also allow yourself to see even bigger things for you. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm back to identifying my go-to excuses. So I want you to take a moment to reflect on the common excuses that pop up when you contemplate pursuing a dream. Are they rooted in fear, self-doubt, or is it a belief in your limitations? And I want you to start identifying these patterns as the first step to actually dismantling them. And this kind of came up for me yesterday. I was at my strength training class, which is body pump, and I took a gummy before I went. I find I get the best workouts if I take an edible, and I took one and I kind of experimented a little bit and took it earlier than I normally do. So it like really sunk in by the time I was there and we were doing the chest track, I believe. And the song that was on, I just like fully went into my mind. I kind of treat working out right now as movement for my energy. So If you're new here, hi, welcome, I'm Jen. Um, In 2023, I released over 90 pounds. And so I truly feel like a completely different person right now. And with that, I learned to love exercise and movement. So I used to really believe exercise was like evil. I hated going to the gym, working out, lifting weights. It was always like, oh, I'm not as good as this other person. Meanwhile, that other person is training for hours and hours a day. Like, yes, I will never be at their level because working out to that extreme is not a priority for me. So I won't get the same results as them if I'm not showing up the same as them. Um, Yes, I could. Like, no doubt about it. I could do all that. It's just not a priority for me. And I have really started to notice the shift in working out. And I just want to share that in case you're feeling like working out is a chore because it was for me. And I was saying the other day, um, since going back into the classroom, just a few days a week for a substitute teaching, I come home drained, like physically drained Monday Um is so yesterday is really when I noticed it. I came home and just wanted to lay in bed I wanted to eat and lay in bed and binge watch netflix and I was like it is not even Four in the afternoon and i'm ready to post up here for the next five hours Like that is five fucking hours five hours that i'm ready to just post up and do nothing And luckily I already had my workout booked and because of the mindset i'm currently in I knew I needed to go to it and I had the opportunity to go to it so i went but i was like this is why i was in such a bad mental state like a few years ago when i was fully full-time teaching i would come home and want want to do nothing and have to do more work in order to keep up and it's not that the classroom or the job of teaching really did that to me i think a lot of times i blamed it on, and still do, blame it on the environment in the classroom when really it comes back to me and how I control my own energy and boundaries. And I had awful boundary setting when I was in the classroom. I allowed it to take over my entire life. And so it's not necessarily the job that was at fault. It was more so me and not listening to my body and my needs. So I at that time decided to do that. I needed to allow more time for myself, which is why I left. And I really noticed that yesterday because I came home and I was like, I want to do nothing. And luckily, I only do this like two or three times a week. So it's not that bad if I really allow myself to just sit afterwards. But I was like, I am so much more productive. My energy levels are so much higher. Like, It's just a clear difference, even in my mood, when I'm working from home and working on my own business. Even today, I was like slow to get started because I was still, my body was still recovering from yesterday. And the days that I work, like tomorrow I'm going back into the classroom. But if I wasn't tomorrow, I guarantee you would have been the most productive day for me. My energy would have been the highest. I would have been like in flow vibing. And so a lot of times I'm like, oh, I can't do that because I can't afford to not be in the classroom. And so I want you to identify that excuse. What is it? For me, sometimes it's an all or nothing mindset, and I want you to ditch that because an all or nothing mindset is when you're thinking in extremes and you're not able to see the positive or negative side of a certain situation, experience, or person, including yourself. And that can even be me within teaching. I'm like, if I don't teach, I'm going to have no money. That would be my extreme. Or maybe your all or nothing thinking stems from seeing or perceiving something as either good or bad. I'm like, if I don't work in the classroom to some extent, I'm wasting my graduate degrees. Like, this was a waste, I'm a failure, and I start going down that spiral. And unfortunately, those of us (laughs) who suffer from this type of black and white thinking tend to exaggerate the negative side. So I am more likely at least i myself find myself doing this to really go down the rabbit hole of the negative side if i don't work in the classroom i'm not going to make enough money to even like live i'm going to be stuck where i am in life and it's so hard to become a coach like this is everything that goes through my mind and i'm like maybe i should really go into the classroom 5 days a week subbing just until i'm back on my feet and Yes, I could do that, but like, I'm gonna be so miserable if I do. I wanna scale back the other way. So, allowing yourself to really go into those two extremes and seeing where you're at. But then also, if you don't even have like a mental health, issue. I don't want to say it's an issue, but if you're not experiencing mental health symptoms of any type, I think everyone is. But if you're not, like maybe you're not feeling these emotions this as intense as they can be. And so maybe if you should be very angry at someone or very sad, you might be triggered by a completely different physical state. And what I mean with that is like sometimes i would come home from work like thinking back to five years ago when i was in the classroom i would come home after having a really hard day with a student maybe on average my room got like flipped upside down from students like two to three times a day um and I was working with students with emotional and behavioral disorders, and they had a lot of physical aggression. So I would come home literally tired, so tired, but I wasn't necessarily just extremely tired from a long day at work. It was the mental exhaustion that was wearing on me, the ideas that these children act this way because of the circumstances they lived in, just how trauma affects them a growing mind, never mind just like a grown mind, and just really looking at all that, I started to look into different patterns, and I realized the days that we would have a crisis, which was probably three to four times a week, um, like a serious crisis where we needed to call, all crises were serious, but the ones where we needed to call 911 for support, whether it was for mental health or just for safety restrictions, um, I would be like thrown off for multiple days. And so as much as I loved working with those students, I started to realize my excuse of not getting better was by helping those students. And that might seem a bit strange to hear because yes, you want to help people. You want to be doing good. And I loved it. I love those students. Um, however, by doing so allowed me to put the excuse that they are were worth more than myself. I started to believe that their needs came before my own. My paychecks would go straight back into the classroom before making sure I had everything I needed. And I mean needed, not even wanted. Like their wants came before my needs. That was to the level I got. And that was my excuse of why I couldn't put myself first because I was putting them first. And at the time, that seemed like a pretty valid excuse. And you might be saying the same thing right now. Maybe you're a classroom teacher, maybe you're in another job. And you're just like, well, they matter so much. Maybe you're even a coach. And you're like, my clients are my life. They're everything. But really, when it comes down to it, you are your life, you are everything. And you should come first. So Don't let that be an excuse. And if it is, let's dive deeper into that throughout this entire episode. So maybe you're like, okay, Jen, I do have this all or nothing thinking you're talking about. Like, how do I stop it? And this is like a little subset to our five ways to create your dream life. But if you feel like you're getting stuck in this all or nothing thinking, I just wanna quickly go through five steps to get out of it. One, pay attention to your wording. Pay attention to the expressions you use, because some of the words or phrases clearly indicate absolute thinking. And I've noticed this through journaling, even through texting or talking with someone. And this can be what you say out loud or even silently to yourself. And sometimes different things, some of or some of the different words you'll notice is everything, nothing, everyone, no one, best, worst, always. Every single time. Never. Not even once. I swear. I guarantee. Like it just keeps going on and you might be like everything is awful or nothing ever works out for me. Everyone hates me. No one even likes doing that activity. Best case scenario is this. Worst case scenario is this. I will never do this. Every single time I do X, Y, Z, this happens. That didn't even happen not even once. I swear it is so hard to do this. I guarantee it's just gonna be hard. And you might start noticing you're saying those words and that is a key piece of the all or nothing because you're looking at it from an extreme viewpoint. So then i want you to think when does this usually happen so notice when it happens is it you're angry are you tired are you sad so when do you have these all or nothing thoughts you might realize it only happens when you're tired upset or angry and i found that to be the days i would monday through friday basically when i would come home from work I would be like all or nothing. Like the kids were all great or they were all awful today or everything is working out for me was only said on the weekends. Like I couldn't believe that any other time. So maybe it's when you don't get enough sleep or you're not like going by your boundaries at work when are you saying these things and also notice if it's triggered by specific situations such as arguing with someone who isn't listening or being late for work making a small mistake or even being under pressure i noticed a lot of this also happened when i was dealing with my students um and again it comes back to my own boundaries but i would let what they said and their trauma influence my entire world Um, I would hear an awful story about one child and I'd be like, everyone is awful in the world. Like I truly believed at one point that there was no good in the world at all. And I only focused on the bad. So when your physical or mental state changes, it's easy to start to get carried away. It's so easy to go down that spiral and keep going. But I want you to identify when you fall into that trap of black and white thinking, And then you're going to start to be able to recognize it earlier and earlier so you can start to avoid it. I also, after you pay attention to your words and then kind of think about when they're happening, I want you to realize you can't be right all the time and realize that as human beings, we all make mistakes, so Once in a while, you are going to go down that spiral, and that's okay. That is a learning experience. Take out everything you've learned from it, all the new thoughts that are going on, because your subconscious mind is starting to come out, and you're starting to see the limits that you are setting for yourself that are quietly replaying in the background, and now you're able to identify them and go in and do the shadow work to kind of start to reprogram them. So when you think you're right all your uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> when you think you're right all the time, your ego starts to feel better because it's like yes we're the best and that can be good but it can also be a bit harming. We want to know that our views, the way we see things, the way we interpret any event in our life is a hundred percent correct always, and that's just not the case because it's impossible. But most of us will find that it's hard to accept the possibility of being wrong. And your ego will start to feel threatened when you are. And that's why sometimes you might start to get these feelings in your body, different sensations, and you're just like, oh, I know this is wrong, but like, I feel so great. I'm faking it till I make it. And that's not always the best case scenario. So if you want to beat the all or nothing thinking, it's important to realize that sometimes you do make mistakes and there's nothing bad about it. You're human living a human experience like you are just a little soul bopping around. You're in this body and you're like living life. Sometimes it's not going to make sense. Sometimes it's going to make sense like Do what you need to do and just learn from it like there is no right or wrong. Everything is supposed to happen to you as it's happening. And yes, maybe we want some different scenarios. But at the same time, you wouldn't be who you are without the scenarios that you have faced. Um, and where you are right now is amazing. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're amazing because that means you're on your own healing journey and you are starting to prioritize yourself and your mental health first. And that is a really big step. So once you start to do all that, you're going to start challenging those thoughts. I kind of previously talked about this with shadow work. You're going to kind of see what your thoughts are. Ask yourself whether this view is actually accurate for you or if it's even realistic sometimes we have thoughts playing in the background of our minds that we don't even agree with we're like where did this come from like i wouldn't even classify this as a thought like i don't even see where at what point i thought this was real Um, And this is also true because you can't always be right. So sometimes you want to challenge your thoughts and do the research, figure out where you're gaining this belief. Did you gain it from someone else or do you actually fully and truly believe because you've done the work to see it yourself? Um, And maybe you catch yourself thinking this happens every single time. I want you to stop and ask yourself, does this really happen every single time? Is this accurate? Or are you just being negative? Every Say you say, oh, every time I go out, I never can get a parking spot. Is that true? Every single time you go out, you never get a parking spot? Or is it like nine out of 10 times you don't get a parking spot? Or maybe it's really like six out of 10 times. Or maybe if we're really being honest, it's like, Every two times you don't get that spot. Every other time you get a good spot. So I really want you to think about it and be like, okay, brain, like, <laughs> that is incorrect. I do get parking spots. It's not impossible for me to park my car when I go to the gym. So I'm able to go to the gym Like, that used to be my number one excuse. I'd be like, oh, I can't go. I won't find a parking spot. And it's like, every time I went, there was a parking spot. Yes, it may not have been the ideal front location parking spot, but there was always a parking spot. Like, that excuse was bullshit. Like, (laughs) yeah. So as you go in, you might start to realize different things. And that's important because letting it just play on autopilot in the back of our brains just gives it power and sometimes it doesn't deserve the power because it's incorrect. And then allow yourself to stop being a perfectionist because that just makes life way too difficult. I used to classify myself as a perfectionist and I thought it meant I was amazing. I had a lot of stories in my brain about when I was growing up and being told I'm a perfectionist and what that meant to me. And really, perfectionism is just a form of procrastination and you're just avoiding getting it done, like and just get it done and move on its life like it'll be good. It'll be bad. You'll learn. You'll do better next time. Every single time you put something out, you can do better. You will never be perfect. Every single time you can always do one percent better. And that is what I'm striving for in 2024. I'm putting stuff out and I'm like, next time I do it, I'm going to be one percent better and i am every single time i focus on just that one percent and i know over time it's going to all add up so if you believe you can perform a task only if you excel at it that is perfectionism or absolute thinking i used to say oh i can't record a podcast because i use filler words i don't always know what i'm saying i basically need a script in order for every word to be correct and every word to have meaning and i just kind of erased that for 2024 and for season two of this podcast i am just flowing with what comes out of my mouth if it makes sense it makes sense if it doesn't it doesn't and if i say something and then within the next week i'm working on my own shadow work and i change my opinion that's okay like i don't have to go back and revisit every single one i'm a human being i'm allowed to grow and evolve and change and sometimes i put out statements and i end up growing and not even believing in it anymore like It's just because it's on the podcast doesn't mean it is set in stone for my life. I'm allowed to change and grow. And sometimes we just set really unrealistic standards that are too high. So I want you to look at it. Is it possible for you to be doing the schedule you're setting yourself up for? And I don't mean just physically possible. I mean mentally possible. I want you to do an energy check. Can you energetically show up as your best self in everything you're putting on your plate? Can you? Can you actually? I want you to think about that. Everything you put on your plate that you say you need to get done, can you energetically show up as your best self? If not, you need to remove some things and start working on your boundaries, your energetic boundaries, like when you're able to say no, when you're able to recharge your cup, and really start looking into that, because that is, for me, The way I am getting through 2024, I'm figuring out what is filling my cup, because those moments that I am truly aligned with my energy, I feel the best. So why wouldn't I want to live in that energy for the majority of the time? Um, And also... With perfectionism, I don't want you to be too focused on an outcome or the result of things. This was always me. I was like, this is where I need to reach. And I'm all about goal setting. I'm not saying don't goal set, but don't get stuck on the outcome. Create a goal for the vision you currently see. But like we were saying earlier, your vision is allowed to shift. You are growing. You are evolving. You learn more and there's more things to experience that can influence the story that is unfolding in front of you. So all of that goes into the all or nothing mindset. And that is the first step is identifying your excuses and the excuses normally stem from this all or nothing mindset. And once you get those excuses (laughs) written down and you're able to start tackling them, I want you to challenge. I want you to pick one start there pick one excuse you have and then I want you to challenge the validity of the excuse. Ask yourself, are these excuses based on facts or assumptions? And really go into it. Are you creating a barrier in your mind that doesn't actually reflect reality? And challenge the validity of the excuse by seeking evidence. So, for instance, for me, I'm like, currently, I feel like I need to keep working in the classroom just to make additional income as I'm building my coaching business. And that's an excuse for me. Like, I don't have to be in the classroom to build this coaching business. Um, Perth. I can say this whole thing is an excuse, but personally, I am interested in being in the classroom to work on my boundary setting with energetics because I found when I went fully into just my coaching business and building it, I started to experience the same form of burnout that I did in the classroom, and it just proved to me that I don't have boundaries when it comes to work. And so I'm using the classroom almost as a little like testing ground (laughs) of where I can try it out. And if I get burnt out from it and like my boundaries aren't working, I can always leave and do something else. But I don't really want to give up on coaching. So I'm allowing my boundaries to be tested there. But that can also be looked at as an excuse. And to me, that excuse is valid. I'm like, you need to work on your boundaries, especially when it comes to work, because I don't want to live to work. I want to work to live. Not even. I don't even like that. No. Scratch that. Erase that. I want to work because I enjoy it. I don't want to do it because I feel like I have to. Like it's something I have to check off during my week. So I'm working on that. (laughs) And you might have a very similar thing. Maybe you're trying to become a coach and you're like, I'm still in my nine to five and it drains my energy and I have no energy to work, I get you, I feel you. And try to figure out if you can go part time or if you can remove a few hours or if you can really structure the days you don't have work to recharge and really prioritize recharging after your work day. So the days that I am in the classroom I'm going to the gym I am allowing myself to sit for a little bit and like either purposefully and intentionally scroll on my phone or watch a show eventually I want to switch that into like reading but right now I'm like okay like I'm allowing myself and my brain to just zone out and relax and I'm giving myself a time limit on it it's not for five hours I give myself like an hour before the gym then i go to the gym and i do my whole night routine after so really start to look at where where you're spending your energy after that nine to five especially if that is the excuse you're giving that you can't do your business because you have no energy from a nine to five i feel you like the energy drain is real um but that's not going to keep us from creating this dream life okay And then reframe your excuses as opportunities. So I want you to transform your excuses into opportunities for growth. So for me, I'm like, I hate being drained of energy. Um, However, having the opportunity to go into the classroom The days I want to and allowing myself to just leave when it ends, like I don't have any work to bring home is allowing me to practice my boundaries. And like that is amazing that I can practice it without it hindering my actual job. So that is the way I'm reframing my excuse of being in the classroom. And then creating a realistic action plan, break it down. And again, I said these can shift, and I do agree with that. As of right now, I'm planning on only subbing for the rest of the 2024 school year, um, the 23-24 school year, so just until May, the end of May. (laughs) I only have a few months left. And then it goes into summer break, and currently, I don't have a plan to go back in September. I might. Things may shift. Who knows? Um, but creating that plan and then mapping it out so I know I can achieve it. And again, if things shift, if things change, be open to it, be flexible, and don't allow it to be like the all or nothing because that's just falling right back into the initial excuse and your all or nothing mindset. And then I want you to build a support system so you can reach out to me um, or just even tell your friends. Sometimes I have found like, online communities end up a little bit more helpful than friends. Um, That's just me personally. I feel like I can get a bit more raw and vulnerable with online communities because I'm not face-to-face. Whereas when I'm face-to-face, I feel like there's another wall up and I'm working on that. But if I'm just through a screen, I'm like, oh, I could really tell you. Like You're not going to see me and... I go through this whole thing. So maybe finding people online, love for you to join our community Um, and just share your dreams. Start speaking them into existence. I remember I was so scared to ever say I want to be a coach um, because I was like embarrassed. I was like, oh, like, who wants to hear someone say that? And I'm like, why? Like, I want to speak it into existence if that's really what I want. And if people around me don't believe in it and don't believe in my dreams. Like, they're not for me. Goodbye. And so it's important to really focus in on that and focus in on who is aligning with your vision and who's believing in your vision. And just as a final note, I want you to always have this thought in your mind that I am... Sorry. I've had a lot of coffee today, but that I open myself to all good. This has helped me realize that there is good in every situation, even in any part of your healing journey. Um, Yes, did I think I would be further along than I am right now? Of course, Um, but I'm okay where I am because I open myself to all the good and I'm accepting it right now. Every time something good is coming, I'm like, yes, this is for me. Thank you, universe. And so really start to pay attention to all of that because that will help you see even clearer in the future. So to kind of wrap up this episode, the five steps to build that dream life is identifying your go-to excuses, challenging the validity of those excuses, reframing your excuses as opportunities, creating a realistic action plan, and then building a support system. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm trying to figure out like better ways to end these episodes. And this episode, I didn't really tie in a huge story with it. I have in the past few. So let me know if you prefer me really digging deep into a story. I talked a little bit in this one about burnout within the classroom but if you want me to go like deeper into stories as I'm sharing like the frameworks that I'm creating let me know because I love a good storytelling I also just don't want to tell you a bunch of stories if you don't want to hear them if you're just like I just want the facts like keep it short sweet to the point Um, So let me know. I love all your feedback and our audience is growing. I love it. Every week we have new listeners. So thank you so much for tuning in and sharing with your friends. And yeah, I love you all. I hope you have a great week and I will see you next Wednesday. Yes, next Wednesday. And it's all about surrendering and realizing that the thing holding you back is, in fact, not the universe. Okay, have a great week, and I will see you next time. Love you. Bye.